Welcome, everyone. Welcome to Ask the Experts with Alka. And this show is all about entrepreneurs, bringing high-powered entrepreneurs who are making dynamic moves in their own industry, in their own way. And my special guest is a successful entrepreneur who is making dynamic moves in her own way in her industry and raising five specifically talented young adults. They are entrepreneurs who are highly successful in their own right. And today I wanna bring Sabrina on, my good friend, to talk about what does it take to raise entrepreneurial kids who are entrepreneurs in their own right? What does it take? And Sabrina, thank you so much for joining us and welcome to the show. Uh, it's an absolute honor to be here. Thank God for technology and thank you very much for having me on. You're welcome. So I want to you know, let the audience know and um, you can share with everyone who is Sabrina Ben Salami? And what is your background and how did you get here? What is your background? Yeah, it's interesting actually. I don't get to talk about that. So my background is, is actually computer programming. That's what I majored oh. in. And um, yeah, that's my logical brain. I love all of that. So my name is Sabrina Ben Salami, like I had said. I am a mother of five. I'm a stay-at-home mum predominantly, but part-time I am a coach, mentor, author, and publisher and one of the things I really love doing more than anything I love connecting families from where they are to where they desire to be and, and young people young people in my heart that's the, that's my biggest love in in the world I love activating young people isn't that beautiful because you know what there's nothing there's nothing better than seeing uh you know kids they have that passion they have that fire inside of them but you know some people like some kids are lost and they are trying to find themselves, right? Would you agree that they are trying to find themselves and yet they don't have a guidance? Oh, I totally agree. You know, it takes me back to seeing some of the young people we work with. I think the trouble is there's a lot of misunderstanding and misconception around how young people are and what they need. And here's the thing, they're often told who they are. They're often told what they need, but how often do we ask them who they are and number two, what do they need? So I think young people become very much, they, they, they carry backpacks, they carry a lot. I always say to my children, you know, be kind to your friends because you never know what they're carrying around. Young people are some of the most resilient people I've ever come across. Yes. They carry the secrets of their families, they carry the traumas of their friends and what's going on at school. And often more than not, they don't speak to anyone, they just carry it. So I think that layered on top of who am I? I don't think they get a chance, there's so much line scale. But the awesome thing is now all these young people are just at a place where they're refusing to stay silent, they're mm -hmm. uniting around the world and massive change is coming. And, and you know what, I can feel that. But I so truly, I love that because you have an amazing heart. You have a very warm, loving, of course, you know, you're a mother, like I'm a mother. So as mothers, we are nurturers. And it doesn't matter who the child is, we want to just take you in and we just want to give you the warmth. We want to love you. We want to show love to you. So I love that because, and I want to share with you too, when I was at my, um, my, my, my daughter's 
uh, it was, I think, PTA night. And I could see on the walls, a lot of kids would, had committed suicide. And that to me, as I'm looking around, I am so, I was so distraught. And I thought, wow, you know, if only they could speak as to how they were feeling, if only they could speak to a guidance counselor, that's all it takes. But I think most people, would you agree that they don't have the courage, perhaps, to have the voice? You know, um, yeah, I'm quite choked by what you said, because unfortunately, um, there's been recent news of people that we know close, a friend of a friend and a client, uh, a client's son's friend actually committed suicide. Oh, I'm and, sorry to hear that. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's an area that I've, I've never quite accepted just as yet. These are young people that their entire lives ahead of them. And I think, where did we go wrong? And I don't, I, you know, it's not about blame, but I felt that I'm an elder, like you said, being a mother to your own, you're a mother to everyone. We always want to wrap yes. up someone and, you know, it's, it's, do you need water in? Do you need food? <laughs> <laughs> you exactly. know, the thing we do. And every time I hear that a child crosses over, I think, what was it that they needed that they didn't get? Mm -hmm. There are so many children that suffer in silence. And Absolutely. Are we really being mindful of how we connect? I think there's something called, are you a family or are you family in? Are mm. you in a network and are you networking? And, and they're very different things that you can have friends and still feel lonely. You can have mm -hmm. the biggest family in the world, but still feel trapped. And the reality is, I think it's a wake up call for all of us. If our young people are dying, what is it that we're not asking or making obvious and it's not about blaming any one person I'm just saying collectively because that's the kind of thought process I ask if someone dies on my street yes did I say hello did I have a helping hand and mm -hmm. also sometimes parents one thing I had to do with my five children is release my children from the need to please or you know kids have this this I don't know they're born with this thing I just want to make you proud of me I'm like you you were a leaf in that show right <laughs> I, was, I was like they're over there they're a leaf and it's I think sometimes the pressures are not always things that we could have done but sometimes mm -hmm. we need to release people as young as possible and I said to my children you don't have to be do or any be do or have anything in order for me to love you there's going to be days when I don't particularly like what you're choosing. <laughs> they are your behaviors. There's nothing you can do to stop me from loving you. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, we often told to say, I love you as often as possible, but let's tell these young people stop because sometimes it's just negative self-talk. They think mm -hmm. they haven't achieved enough. They think that they're a failure and chances are they've just over expanded something that wasn't true and they actually left thinking one thing and they didn't need to leave at all absolutely and I love that that is so powerful definitely but you know I think when we talk about courage when we talk about mindset we are going to talk about mindset of raising five entrepreneurial you know kids the young adults that they are, you know, I, they are just such an inspiration to every one of us. There is, your Lachey inspires me. She's absolutely amazing. So when it comes to mindset, so now that, you know, we talked about it's so unfortunate that when kids do commit suicide, is it a lack of, you know, did the parents not understand as to where they are in their journey? Did 
those kids not understand as to who they are. And I think that's an important question when we do talk about entrepreneurship is who are you? Who am I? And I think that's an important question. Would you agree, Sabrina, that that is the question that we need to uncover? Who am I? So that we don't get lost in the midst of this big society, this crowd that we're amongst. Do you think Absolutely. that is something we need to answer to? Absolutely. I think life without purpose is aimless. And it doesn't mean you need to know your life purpose today. You just need to have a purpose for today. Um, so anyone that, that's met my children, they realize that they say my purpose is because I was very adamant that they get lost in the crowd. Mm -hmm. We have to realize we're raising children in a completely different time. Once upon a time, we'll go to school. Problems will be at school. We'll come home. We close the door. Problems will go to sleep until tomorrow morning. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Today, they have iPads. They have MacBooks. They have mobile phones. It doesn't stop. Mm -hmm. And I think often more than not. The, 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 how can I say the, the googly monster night or the negative self chat doesn't always come from home. Like it's evident that things happen at home. And I think parents shouldn't blame themselves and friends shouldn't blame themselves because the reality is a lot of children are being bullied. They don't feel pretty enough. They don't feel like I heard from my children that, you know, before it was always about the, the superficial looks of a female, but now it's transitioned to boys. And I was shocked, you know, boys oh, wow. are six packs at eight and 11. I'm going, what? what? And, you know, I had a son and he's, you know, his belly started putting on a bit of weight. And I said, you know, slap your belly, son. And you look gorgeous. <laughs> and we love that, you know, shake it for them if that's what they say. And I, and I love what you're saying about knowing who you are, because when you know who you are, you know who you're not. And I think the knowing of who we are actually helps to remedy the people that are actually being bullied, but also those that are bullying. Because the reality is when I know who I am and I can stand in my corner, I'm not threatened by you, Alka. I can celebrate you. So often what these young people do in they're projecting on each other. There are so many societal norms and fitting in. And, you know, when they go into that era of, you know, 14 to 21, they're trying to find out where do I belong? So it's not just about who am I, it's who am I in conjunction to X? How do they perceive me? And sometimes we do say to our kids, it doesn't matter. But the reality is it does. Because it, does. it matters to them. It really does. I remember taking Lachey out to learn with me and my peers. She was like, mom, like you're ancient. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, she'll go to school and it was like she was a superhero. Like overnight and the weekend, she was this Shay that no one knew about. But then yeah. when she went to school, she would hide it away. And, and that taught me something very powerful. Us as adults have forgotten how important it is that it does matter what other people think. So it's really important to assist in, in the best way you can to create social networks of like-minded young people for your children is so important. That was the difference that made the difference for my children. They would go off for a weekend or a week in a you know different conventions and they stayed there with kids from around the world who thought like them, who did mm -hmm. things like them. And they realized that, who am I is acceptable in this environment? And then they can practice that more often. But I love that question. That is so beautiful. Exactly. And, you know, being accepted, having the acceptance, because once they can begin to accept themselves, then I think it releases less of a pressure as so that they don't, they don't need to conform, right? Because when there comes a pressure, 
and that especially on the parents parents are always saying to you know some kids that you know oh you have to get A's you have to you know so that pressure I can just imagine I mean I've never done that to my kids you know I just let them be like you said but if there's pressure on top of everything else that they have to do at school you know or in business it is becomes a point you know and that's when they um they can't begin to like know who they are because they have to juggle so many things that is so spot on it's interesting as you were speaking Alka it reminded me of a time like I've always raised my kids like that so we don't discuss tests I say to my kids you're not the results we have to create that separation so they'll say mom I only scored nine out of ten in a test and we go okay hey, so Google, and we go up to Google I say what was the bit you didn't get and they'll type it in and goes okay do you understand it now okay, you've got 10 out of 10. They go, wow, I didn't think of it like that. We put so much emphasis on this competition. Mm. Now, the reality is exactly what you said. If we can tap out of that a bit and realize that in order for them to discover who they are, they need to accept themselves. But I remember um, Yasmin coming home and I never thought it would happen to me. You know, being a mother just throws everything at you. And yeah. she was crying. Like after school, she was crying her eyes out. She said, mommy, will you still love me? of like why are you questioning me loving yeah. me like, what is? yeah yeah school we have sats here in the in, in the uk sats and and she said if i don't do well in my sats would you love me i was, I was confused because mm. we've never been a family that was focused on that and what i realized the peer pressure so it's not always at home you know you can't always just think everything is what we can protect or preserve them from and I, what dawned on me is the impact that the the social network has because she felt that she was going to be a failure not because of what I said not because of what she heard at home but because of what they were being exposed to at school and I was heartbroken I was heartbroken because she really felt that that was who she was and I love the fact mm -hmm. of let's not actually think that we need to assist young people to find out who they are really sacred essence will happen for parents and it happened for me with all five of my children observe we're not parents we're stewards we're stewards of a very sacred soul and a young body and they have so much gifts to share and every so time much. I speak about children absolutely Alka and every time I speak about children I share a little bit about the research I did when a mother's pregnant the baby actually sends stem cells to damaged organs and I was like Wow. Wow. Carrying this baby. This baby is healing me. There's also some indigenous tribes that actually believe that as we birth the baby, the baby will, um, will sort of heal us of something. And I just thought, who's raising who? Right? I know, right? <laughs> Sometimes you think they're raising, you know, I've been asked the most hilarious questions like, how do you teach kids their lines? And how I'm like, have you seen my kids? I can't tame them. <laughs> and it's just this creating this environment so they learn to trust themselves mm -hmm. every yes been blessed to have a young person in their house peeking at the crack of a door sneak up to their room watch what they do effortlessly and that's Amazing. where they need to spend time and when they know what that is and they see it and you just reveal be the mirror something magical will happen because with the kids I look at what they're achieving and what I love most about my family isn't that they're super kids and they're so different. They are average kids from an average family and every child can do what they've done. And that's what makes me most excited. 
That is so beautiful. I mean, that that's just a mic drop right there because <laughs> that is so powerful. Um, but absolutely, you know, observe, observe kids. And so now I want to talk about the mindset because, you know, every child, like you said, you know, is a gift. We need to appreciate their gifts. We need to appreciate their talents and the abilities that every child has. And your kids, I want to talk about because they are absolutely phenomenal as to what they're doing. So when it comes to mindset, Sabrina, how important is mindset to your success? that you know kids that they desire how yeah. important is mindset and that's in, con- in in context of me or their mindset in yeah. context what how are you seeing um you know in terms of their progress and their success okay so, so mindset is everything that's the long and short answer I think the reality is if, if we don't have the correct mindset if you see mindset as the toolbox right so mm-hmm. imagine a surgeon turning up to, to an operation with right. a toolkit for, you know to, to replace a tire mindset is 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 the is what connects or disconnects us and I think it's it's something that will shift depending on child to child mm-hmm. I always say to people yes I'm a mother of five but I am five different mothers to five different people because every child will have a different personality and have different needs mm-hmm. but the mindset is mindset is the difference that opens doors where there used to be walls mindset is the different that will go over under or beside and mindset is 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 the one thing that will get you from where you are to where you want to be it's funny wow. actually so paolo paolo has just published a book called um is a mindset switch what the world needs and he published that after being inspired by an article that he wrote in the Arabian business publication. And before that, he wrote another book called Mindset is Key. And one of the descriptions he has is that mindset is the difference of having a house without electricity to having a house with all the lights on. And I, I think we don't give it enough focus because I think people don't realize that it's foundation. And, and mm-hmm. the mindset is is what tames us on those days when we don't want to get out of bed. It helps us to navigate the space of building relationships because would you agree that when we have the right mindset, we can interact with people from a place of respect, not the place of how can I use you? What can you do for me? So our mindset is the, the one thing that determines our altitude in terms of success, absolutely. So it's a foundation, it's a foundation, it's a discipline because- together with mindset does come discipline and if a child has the discipline to to wake up early to get the tasks done uh to do their homework so why in in your opinion why why is it that some kids do fail it doesn't matter how hard they try to climb up the ladder somehow you know they don't seem to get to the top to where they want to go because everyone has desires everyone has the passions so why is it that some people do fail I I love this question you get me excited (laughs) (laughs) me too (laughs) the one thing I'll start with to answer what you said is perception Mm -hmm. what is failure so if you know my family we have a family mantra we have a family anthem and one of the family mantras is there's no such thing as failure only so often in society we have this notion of failing Mm -hmm. as being a bad thing 
-hmm. I got my children involved in different aspects of what they were interested in as young as possible so they could fail as often as possible. Often we use failure as this fear. We use failure as, oh my God, they need to get everything done now before they're 40 like me. Well, actually, they just need to have life experiences. They mm -hmm. need to fail a thousand times. You know, when you look at each of my children's age groups, the Shay went on stage at 11, Trey seven when he got started, Yaz roughly the same age as Shay. I think Paolo did his first talk at 10 at Mercedes-Benz World. And then Amir joined shortly after. And I say the ages to, to share something. They all went on there to so-called fail. And it's really about the perception of what is it we're expecting to see from them. The way I raise my children, there is no expectation. We're having fun learning. And people, when we got started, it's like, why are you not serious? It's business. Well, actually, they're young. And right now, they're just learning. Their business personification doesn't jump in, actually, until when they get older. Right now, they're just learning life skills. So mm -hmm. it, it's, it's really how we perceive what we see as failure. So as they're climbing and we can say, okay, what did you learn from that? What needs to happen mm -hmm. differently? By the time they're in their 20s, 30s and 40s and so on, they will have a development that surpasses anybody else around. Oh, them. definitely. Mm -hmm. and, and so it's, it's really understanding that cycle. And, and one of um, Paolo's mentors is Ari Rastiga. And he's literally just published a book talking and sharing his failures. Uh -huh. And tells people fail as often as possible. And I love that. Sometimes it's like, oh my God, don't fail. No, get up there and forget your lines. Get, go over there and yes. you do it wrong. <laughs> the brain learns through repetition. We go through four stages of development. And mm -hmm. it's the more we, we are creatures of repetition. So I think sometimes as parents, as peers, as supporters, how do we actually address what's presenting? Because when you shift your perception, you actually see the gift that's right before your eyes. Isn't that beautiful? Wow. I love that. So it's the unveiling that, you know, the carpet, unveiling that, that gift, that box, right? And wrapping uh, that gift. So you're going to see that gift inside. Absolutely. Or that... Young people don't be scared. So like I said, when they started, they were young. So mm. they're just like Paolo, for instance, is interested in trees and, and engineering. So when he started to go into these environments, they didn't know much. They started to read and research. And I've heard him have conversations about new technology that I never knew existed, but it happens naturally and organic. The organic unfoldment of our children means that we need to step back, step back yes. far enough to still, you know, support them. But it's like taking your kids to a park, right? You know mm. that there's like fencing around <laughs> the gate. You say to them, go, and they go, wow, I can go anywhere. Their perception is that they're completely free. Mm -hmm. And as a parent, you know that they're safe. So within that confinement, and if we can transition that same mindset to our children learning business acumen skills, just let them be free. Let them say the wrong thing sometimes. Let You know, like, how did it feel? Because I think it's in our perfection, we iron out the imperfection. And we all know mm -hmm. that you know, jigsaw piece puzzles don't have duplicates. So everything they are, they've already got inside of them. They have. You to practice it. And it's exciting. But I'm going to allow you to talk, but you've got me so excited. It's, it's invigorating. It really is. You know what? I absolutely agree with you. It's like, you know, we have to let, we have to let the young adults experience, experience life, experience life to what it gives what life has to offer they will not experience 
being an entrepreneur. They will not experience getting to the business, you know, Paolo has written a book. They will not experience being an author. That if we, if you and I held them back, and that is robbing your kids of the gift and talents and abilities that they have. So we need to let them thrive and strive for excellence all the time. We need to let them fail because failure leads to success. Yes, absolutely. They can't have success if we hold them back, right? Absolutely. And don't be scared. And I'm not saying it's easy. I remember to mom, my <laughs> oldest, Shay, I remember her saying to me, mom, I'm going to tell you something. You can't phone a friend and you can't fix it. <laughs> as moms we want to run in and fix it all and that was when I saw her learning so we have something Mm. in our family it's called get it done then get it right and it's really understanding get it done and get it right it's a bit Mm -hmm. like winners never quit and and quitters never win and when you understand that dynamics it shifts everything what is it that we're expecting them to do at this year age that we go okay they so-called failed they actually just need to practice it's 10,000 hours to actually master a skill imagine what they can do if you just step back and allow them to do it just absolutely to do it um Lachey has written eight books She's got her own publishing house. She does other things. But I want kids to understand that, parents to understand that every child writes stories and every child draws pictures. The only difference that I've done with my kids is publish. Mm -hmm. Shay has her own publishing house, Trey Sean, Yasmin, Paolo and Amir. But they're all different personalities. So it's them to formulate and then insert into a blueprint how they can practice walking on stilts, finding their balance on the bike, learning how to float on the water so they can swim. That's the magic. That's the difference they will reveal themselves as they do it more and more exactly and then things will just begin to evolve absolutely so you know what they are such amazing entrepreneurs so as an entrepreneur you know we have to go through challenges we have to go through you know you and I as entrepreneurs as business owners we have to go through you know the failures to reach that success and so our viewers that are listening to, um, you know, we're sharing about young entrepreneurs. What is the myth? What would you say is that myth that most parents or most people have about raising entrepreneurs, raising young adults? Would you say there is a myth? And how can we overcome those myths that people may have? Oh, I love that. Your questions are so good. <laughs> so, um, one of the biggest misconceptions I think that I've faced firsthand when parents mm-hmm. come to me, it's like, I want to make my child like your child. That breaks my heart. I think the biggest misconception is that we're thinking our children has to be something other than who they already are. Mm-hmm. That is the biggest myth that they need to plug in and they need to make a million pounds within the next six months. Let me tell you, you have children in your house right now that are going to transform the world the way it was. So sometimes we want this instant gratification now, but it's a long-term impact. When I got started, I did not know that Paolo was gonna plant 10,000 trees out in Tanzania and give them back to the local. When I got started, I didn't know that Amir at six years old was gonna open the floodgates at Brunel University so that for the first time in history, homeschooled families will be sponsored. So the biggest misconception I think young parents have is the need to make their children into something that society sees. The reason we got to where we was, we shut off the noise, 
we took out away from perception, we didn't have no such thing as competition, and we just had fun. And when people ask what the secret is, the secret is how can you get in the zone? If you're a sports personality, you'll understand exactly what I do. If you're a musician, you understand exactly. It's, it's tapping out of what that perception is. We can't return a ball when playing tennis at 100 or 90 miles an hour. Right. But how comes these professionals can? Because it's an unconscious interaction. They need mm -hmm. to go into that unconscious. So that's some of the biggest misconception is how it needs to show up and how much money they need to make. Paolo's got a, a, a mentor who's actually one of his business partners. He's a billionaire. I mentioned him. They met through Paolo interviewing him on a podcast. All of my children have met these amazing people. If I use my perception of how it needs to show up, we would have missed everything. So one of the biggest misconceptions is also needing to say, okay, it's going to look like this, it's going to look like that. No, get rid of your perception because the blessings that are waiting there go beyond what you currently understand. That is absolutely beautiful. I love that. Those are such amazing nuggets. And Sabrina, thank you so much for sharing your journey. Thank you so much for sharing your kids, the beautiful, and they are such an inspiration to everyone. So viewers that are watching, obviously parents are going to take note as to what you are sharing with us. And so where can people contact you? Where can they connect with you as they're listening to us? Oh, excellent. So if you type Sabrina Ben Salmi into Google or Ben Salmi, the kids will pop up as well. Um, or we have a website called Life According to Lachey. Lachey is spelled L-A-S-H-A-I and we have a page on there, but you can find us across social media, Clubhouse, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, you name it, all the kids are on there as well. So I manage all their accounts in there. That is amazing, Sabrina. Thank you so much for joining. I And, you know, friends, thank you so much for joining, uh, tuning in to Ask the Experts with Alka. And each and every show, we're going to be bringing amazing entrepreneurs who are making dynamic moves in their own right. And so stay tuned for more to come, for more amazing guests. And my guest today, I truly want to thank Sabrina Ben Salmi, who is such an inspiration, such an honor entrepreneur, high-powered entrepreneur, and I am so excited what we are sharing so that you, my friends, can empower your life each and every day. So make the rest of the day the best of the day and tune in for Ask the Experts with Alka. See you soon.